I want to draw your attention to something, though, real quick. I, I really am looking forward to starting Romans with you. I, I have not, I've not taught through Romans or preached through Romans. I've, you know, I think we've been in some classes along the, my years of ministry, but never uh, kind of a sermon series. There's a lot there. But what I want to point out is there's a very different contrast between Romans and the Psalms. And if you take that a, a, a while a further back, uh, last summer, uh, in fact, maybe I should just do a quiz here. Does anyone remember what the series was for all of last summer? Who said it? The Minor Prophets. Pat saved you all. That's right. Okay. I'm not going to embarrass this person because they're here this morning, but I had one of my dear brothers uh, come to me multiple times during that series and say, when are we going to be done with this series? It's depressing. It's like heavy. It's hard stuff. And I said, suck it up, buttercup. We, we can get through all this. But, but he's right in that those are, they're heavy because there's a lot of judgment, but every book finishes with grace. And so there's, there's truth and grace in all of it. But uh, it's heavy. That psalm has that, I mean, that particular series has that feel to it. But then we tackled the book of John, and it was encouraging, because you're just, you're looking at the life of Christ, and it's kind of fun to just see Christ's interaction with everybody and the story of Jesus. And then we've, we've done a variety of other um, mini-series along the way, or sermons along the way. But then we, we decided for July and August, and just into September a little bit, is to walk through the psalms together, and then obviously Romans. Here's my point. The tone of the sermon series comes from the tone of the books. My job isn't to deliver to you a sermon series. My job is to to deliver God's word to you in the best way that I can. And so it's going to have a different feel to it. And because the Lord has really laid on my heart for us to, to grow in our corporate prayer, there's not a better book to do it, that is through the, the various psalms, and that's what we've been doing together. Because most of us think of the psalms as individual psalms. Like I can just sit down and just me and God. Well, no, it, it's us together and God. So I just wanted to reiterate that because I know some conversations going around like, when are we going to be done with, with this psalm series? Well, uh, hang on, we're, we're going to get to uh, Romans together, and, but we're going to keep praying even as we get through Romans there. So, all right, let's... Um, I jump into Psalm 66, but I want to identify it this way uh, here. So think of kids, any, any kids. Uh, they will often come, or whether it be your, your, your kids or your grandkids, they'll say, hey, dad, mom, grandma, grandpa, come and see what I made, or come and see what I did, or, or come and see what I can do. I, I'm convinced that even though I'm 50, I'm still a little kid. So um, Walt has can become kind of my... Um, my dad from, uh, uh, my, my replacement dad. So my dad lives in Idaho, but uh, Walt and I have done a lot of projects together, and, and I really appreciate it. He's got a dear place in my heart. So anytime I do a project, I think, when can I show Walt my project? And so this last weekend, I redid my garage, and Elijah helped me, and we did all this organization, whatever. And so Walt came over uh, for a community group, and I couldn't wait. I'm like, come see what I did, Dad. You know, it felt like this. You know? And he was actually duly impressed. And so he was actually telling somebody else this morning, and it makes, it makes, it makes you feel good when somebody else appreciates what you do. Today's psalm is very much, uh, let's come and see what God has done. And it's us saying to each other, hey, let's get together and talk about 
what he has done. And so that's where we're gonna put our focus and our attention today as we walk through Psalms 66 together. So I'm gonna read the whole Psalm. I think it's like 20 some 20 verses, I think. And I want you to note as I read through it, what attributes of God do you see? So we're gonna have a little bit of quick group discussion and just kind of label some things that God has done. So let me read it for you. To the choir master, a song, a psalm. We don't know who the author is, but it uh, doesn't matter. We can read it together. We can pray it together. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sing praises to you. They sing praises to your name, Selah. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. We know the story there. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves, Selah. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip? For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. They they melt it in the dross. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. These are all the things that God allows, the suffering, the, the testing. Yet, you have brought us out to a place of abundance. I will respond in worship. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you. That which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble, I'm gonna follow through with what I said. I will offer you burnt offerings of fattened animals with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Selah. Love this next phrase. Come in here. All you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but truly God has listened. He's attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. I'm going to put this on the screen. Reverence. Identity. To identify and celebrate God's praiseworthy attributes. I'm not sure that right now my screen is going to let me draw on it. Is it? Is that drawn? Hey, it is. Okay. All right. Let's talk for a moment. What attributes of God did you see in that passage? What, what did he do? What did he say? What, did, what reminds us that he's worthy? What can we put on the screen here? He listens. I don't, I'm not seeing the same thing, so I'm just gonna write. Oh, hang on. You know what? Here, we're gonna just skip this. Okay, let's talk about this. He listens. I heard somebody say listen over here. So what'd you say? 
Power. Yes, it talks about power. What else do we see about God? God of the whole earth, yes. Not just, okay, you get Scandinavia. No, he's, it's, it's everything, okay? What else? Yeah, multiple times. His glorious name, uh, there, was, there were actually several parts that talks about his name, yep. What else? Yeah, he's watching over the nations, yep. Yeah, supernatural, yep. It's funny, he's in charge of the natural, but he can do the supernatural too, yeah. Yeah, worthy of worship, yep. He's with his people. There's a relationship there. Good, Kevin. Yeah, protection, okay. Faithful. Yeah, I don't like that one, but yes. He does test us. He allows the suffering. What, Michelle? Yeah, there's a refining there, yeah. I was reading... um, I met with my counselor a couple weeks ago, and he always opens with some scripture, and he took me to Romans 5, and I'd never seen just that, that I'm, I'm going to forget the exact order, but basically suffering leads to hope, and there's a, there's a process there. That suffering's good for us. What else? His name is Glorious. He's awesome, great, powerful. He's worthy of worship. He does amazing works. He rules. He's mighty. He's eternal. He keeps and protects. He's worthy of blessing because he hears and responds. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. Instead of prayer, we're going to do some short testimonies. Who'd be willing to just say, would be able to answer this question to your brothers and sisters? What awesome deed have you seen God do recently? Who would share just a brief testimony? What, what is an awesome deed that you have seen God do recently? Oh, go ahead. The bright light, you're, you're, you're an angel, yes. My son had a God, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Trusting the Lord with all that, yes. Good, thank you. Someone else. What awesome deed have you seen God? It doesn't have to be super, like, God gave him the strength to do that. Yes, praise the Lord. Good. Yep, good. Thank you, man. Someone else? Yeah, you guys have been through a lot there. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to stay away from your community group. But, uh, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And Tom's, too. <laughs> There's a lot of... Someone else? Anyone else? What awesome deed have you seen God do recently? Carolyn. Yep. And uh, he 
Wow, that's great. That's great. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Sophie. Sophie's teacher's husband had a stroke last year, but he's recovered. Yes, good. That, that is good. Good. We, you know, our mind goes to, to the big things, but the reality is we know that, that God's awesome deeds can just be the, the call it the small stuff, um, but just day in and day out, week in and week out. Um, let's respond to him in this way. You know, where we surrender to him and to his ways. I want to draw your attention to this verse again. Come in here, verse 16. All who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. So I'm going to put you on a little bit, spot a little bit more. Who'd be brave enough to say, this is something God has done in my soul. In some sense, it's a little easier to talk about a, you know, so a rescue or a healing of some sort, but, but what, who would be willing to share, God has done this in my soul recently. Come and, come and hear what God has done. Is there someone that would share something? Forgiveness. Okay. Yeah, sometimes there's some people we don't want to forgive, huh? Yeah, it's hard. It's good. Someone else. What has God done something in your soul? Reawakened a hunger to be close to him. It's good. Yeah. Peace and assurance, those are, those are soul issues. Yeah, that's good, Gabby. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. It's in you being his daughter. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anybody else? Let that verse sink in, in the sense that this is a takeaway verse. This should be a coffee cup verse. You know, we talk about these coffee cup verses, but this is a reminder, like, come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul, which implies that you know what he's done for your soul, which also implies that you're willing to say, uh, to, to, willing to talk about it, and then also willing to invite others in. So just think about it, that, that's a powerful verse. But then I want you to go, I want to go to the next 17 through 20. I cried to him with my mouth and high praises on my tongue. If I had, if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly God has listened. Truly God has listened. He's attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God because he's not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. I'd like you to take a moment I just respond to that phrase, if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So here's a prayer request for you. God, please reveal to me any cherished iniquity in my heart. 
I confess it to you now. And I want to go a little bit deeper. We, we typically have a, a time of confession this, uh, in, on Sunday mornings, bring things in. But I, I ask the, the prayer to be, God, please reveal to me the sin or iniquity in my heart that I'm hanging on to. I'm cherishing it. I, I love that sin. I'm caring for that sin. I'm putting effort and energy into that sin. And maybe we don't know it. So would you just take a moment just between you and the Lord now and say, God, would you reveal to me any cherished iniquity in my soul right now? And I, I begin to confess it to you. Might not be over with in these 30 seconds or a minute, but, but this is ongoing, could be ongoing. But what cherished iniquity is in your soul? Just between you and the Lord, take a moment and pray that now. Father, we know that to confess is to agree. And, and we agree with you that there is sin in our lives. We live in this day where, yes, you have conquered sin, you have conquered death, but not everything is in place yet. And so we're trusting that uh, until that day, we're just gonna, we're gonna keep fighting sin. And as Paul talks about, crucifying it or, or putting it to death. But would you reveal sin to us? I'm afraid sometimes we're so connected to the ways of the world that we might not even be aware of the way that we cherish iniquity or we love the sin in our life. Would you reveal it to us? We confess it to you. Thank you for the psalmist helping us with this. Amen. We move to requests, asking the Spirit to guide prayer over concerns and resources and relationships. And uh, I want to go back up to the very beginning, just read the first four verses and then uh, have us pray in response to this. It talks about shout for joy to God all the earth, sing the glory of his name, give to him glorious praise. You feel that glory? The word glory means weight. It means heaviness, a value. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. And then Tom drew attention to power. It says, so great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. I'll have to look. I'm not sure I've ever heard the word cringing in, in scripture. Um, most of the time it nowadays it's like, that's cringy. I mean, that, that's cringe. That's a phrase that the kids use nowadays. But, but the enemies just come cringing to him. It's like there's this fear. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. So as we begin to wrap up, let, let's pray this. A few of you just respond to this. Lord, because of the greatness of your name, I know that I can trust you today with this. I can trust you for this, with this, 
Why don't a few of you just respond? What, what requests do we need to bring before the Lord this morning? God, because you're great, your name is great, I can trust you with this. What do we need to trust him with today? For vision, provision. Okay. Nope. I heard vision, but that's true too. But what else? The future, the unknown, the uncertain. What else? Yeah, your promises. Yep, yeah. I can trust you today with your promises. What else do you need to ask the Lord for today? Guidance. Guidance. Yeah. What else? Strength. Yeah, that there's, there's physical strength, there's emotional strength, there's um, uh, spiritual strength. There's, yeah, God, give it to us all. What else? Healing of family members. God, we give it to you. Your glorious name, I'm going to trust you with that today. What else? Inspiration. Yeah, inspiration. Yeah. Give me direction and vision and focus and motivation. What else? Yeah. Sometimes we lack the hope. How is that even going to be possible? But it is possible through his glorious name and glorious power. Anyone else? What else do you, what do you want to bring before the Lord, before your brothers and sisters? Yeah, fear. Yeah. Yep, yep. Holy Spirit, woo them to you. Yeah, draw them to you. Be working in them. And then use Pat and Walt and others. Yes. Let's finish with this. Um, as we think about going out and being a part of the battle, I want to draw our attention to one very specific um, prayer as we finish up today. But I want to go back to that section on worship. The psalmist says, in response to uh, the, the suffering that the Lord allows, he says, okay, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to come into your house with burnt offerings. And you and I don't, you know, we, we don't thankfully have to do burnt offerings because Jesus was that final, that, that uh, uh, final sacrifice, perfect sacrifice. But back then, it's like, I'm, I'm going to come worship you. I'm going to bring you my burnt offerings. I, I'm going to perform my vows to you. That was a part of the worship. It was a, a sense of commitment. Uh, there was singing involved in that. That which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble he, at times of the trouble, he would vow, says, I'm going to follow you, Lord. There's a reminder of that commitment. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fattened animals with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. He's saying, God, I'm going to worship you. And so this morning, I'm gonna ask that you join me and pray over this and just may the spirit lead us in this. But um, there has been a... Uh, a significant degree of angst in my soul as we prepare for this change uh, as a church. I know that for some of you, 
the, the change in our worship schedule is going to be a bit of a challenge. And I thought, you know what? It's just good for us to pray this through. And I'd like for you to think for a moment what might get in the way of us responding to this in a way that's going to glorify him and be best for us. So would you join me and just, uh, just think through and pray, let the Spirit lead. Lord, as we prepare to make a change in our worship schedule, please help us what? Let the Lord lead, and what if you would just lead out, what, what do we need to just bathe that in prayer as we uh, finish up uh, this morning and prepare for the changes in the weeks ahead? So Lord, as we prepare to make a change in our worship schedule, please help us. How would you respond? How would you pray? Accept it, okay? Get out of our comfort zone, good. Yeah, set that aside. May it be about the body and not us as individuals. What else? Yeah, okay. Be willing to change, set aside patterns of the past. What else? God, help us to look forward to it. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a reason we're doing this. Good, thank you. that it would please the Lord. Yes, that's why we're doing this. Glory to you, Father. Yeah. Accomplish the, the mission of discipleship and making disciples and become disciple makers, yes. Yeah, we pray for your guidance, Father. others along the way. Be open to it. Yeah. Help us to see good come out of it. Yeah. Fruit, Father, please. Lord, help us to have the volunteers that we need for teaching the kids and students and those kinds of logistics. Lord, I pray for a sweet spirit of unity among your brothers and sisters as we worship together. Father, thank you for Psalm 66 and many others. Thank you that we um, have a record of someone um, showing us how to worship, how to pray. And uh, Lord, we just, we thank you for that. All right, we're going to finish. Tom, oh, they left during prayer, so I was, uh, had my eyes closed. Hey, we're going to finish a few minutes early. I want you to stand with me. I'm going to give you a benediction from Jude 24 and 25. And uh, look forward to being with you in a few weeks. But uh, we're done early enough. And there's a lot of snacks out there today. So uh, you can hang out and grab some coffee and enjoy each other this morning. But let me read this for you from Jude 24 and 25. Now to him. In fact, you know what? Why don't you read this with me? Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God our Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen.